Due to a technical error, the sound from this week's episode is taken from the video feed. Welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, episode 567, 567. That's one that happens from time to time that we get consecutive numbers. In the, I don't think we'll happen another time, though, to be fair. I don't think we're going to get a 678. Anyway, but it's 567. Um, Adam and... And here's Mary Lang. Wake up, old God. Debbie <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melrose. Oh, my star. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Kirby Bartlett Sloan. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Yes, I forgot about that one. I could have done that one, couldn't I? Well, that's <laughs> There's some some part of the lyrics of, 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 that was sang that may remind me of something else. I should have written it down. But as I'm going to be looking at this with the sound off, I'm never going to remember it. But there was it kept on coming up. It reminded me of some other statement. But I suspect uh, Kirby knows the lyrics uh, note by note and whatnot. Um, oh, I nearly typed in iTunes. That would have been so. I was actually trying to type in BBC. Dot co. Dot uk forward slash iPlayer. Which is where me Doctor Who lives. Uh, oh, so series DVDs. seven. Oh, I, I'm running a DVD right now. Oh, I see. Rings of Aka Eleven. Aka Norton. No, Aka Eleven. <laughs> and now I'm ready. Oh, there, there's, that, that reminds me. There's a King Tut uh, exhibit coming to Atlanta in a couple of days. It's, it's all reproductions. But... Uh, They've recreated the entire tomb oh. as it was found. Cool. Not cool, um, Debbie. What? You weren't listening to him, were you? So I've, 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 I've already got tickets. Yeah, he's got. He's, he, I was. I was moving. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, well, Lillian Robbins says hello. Hello, Nice to go. Glad that she's actually rock up on time for a change. Daddy on Mary. Right, so this week we're looking at the the ring. Sorry, is it the rings? Yeah, the rings of Acker Eleven, and we're going to belt through this episode because I quite like the the belting through the episodes. I can I can live with this. Said that now. I wish you you had said that because we never belt through an episode when you say we're going to. Wow. Um, by the way, yeah. Aka Eleven, I think, is very clever. You deserve some credit there. Thank you, Mary. She's a creep, isn't she? I love it. Another bell for Mary. Right then. So, yes, yeah, so the, the beginning of the episode is it's almost like a flashback sequence, a very beautifully shot flashback sequence of, of um, Rose's dad getting run over by... Oh, hang on, that's a different episode, isn't it, altogether? Um <laughs> As somebody else's childhood. It did yeah. feel like it was going to be one of those episodes, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Get back in time, yes. Basically, the Doctor is reading Beano, um, the Summer Special of 1981, but he's actually stalking, who is the man who's essentially one of Clara's dads, because we don't know who, you know. Anyway, on this occasion, um, uh, Clara what is... What do you mean? 
we, it, it, he's always her dad. She was, she's fractured in time later. Okay. All right. He's dying and, and showing up somewhere else. Okay, right. I'll, I'll accept that. Anyway, he, he gets, he gets uh, whacked to the face by a, a little leaf, but when it hits in the face, him in the face, suddenly becomes a very big leaf. And then he gets so It saved. doesn't look like the leaf that's in the book. Right. Okay, well, it's a bit older when it gets in the book. This is before Clara was even conceived, so, it, you know... It's probably... supposed to be the same leaf. I'm sure it is, but it just aged a bit in that time. Um, Debbie, could you explain um, to Mr. Bartlett Sloan about entropy and uh, think how things change over periods of it's time? It's a completely different leaf. It does look like a completely different leaf by the end of it. It's a time leaf, and it's a science it's fiction, fantasy, leaf. romantic TV show. Anyway, he gets saved by a very pretty actress. Um, sorry, lady, who oh, going to be Clara's mum, uh, and they fall instantly in love. Let me see a little bit of their romantic um, connection. What well, the doctor does at least, because he's stalking them. And we have a baby, which is obviously Clara with blonde hair. And we have a little girl, Clara, and we're just flashing through the, her life. And the actress that plays uh, little Clara is very well cast. In fact, both of them are. Very, very well cast indeed. Uh, and then um, then a mum dies. And um, it's um, I quite like the scene where they're round the grave because of uh, Jenna's face uh, and the hair. Because I just love, love the way they mess around with, with the, the hairstyles, just just subtly to, to take them out of time and place them somewhere else. Sure. Doctor? What about the Doctor? Master, right. master, master. Right. Uh, I, I made a note of this on, on Facebook, but 10 years ago, we were right, we all just scratching our heads to try and figure out what the significance of uh, yeah. of Clara's mom's death date was, because it didn't seem to correspond mm. to anything. Right. Go on, then. It is the day of the Auton invasion in Rose. There we go. That is firmly established because of the uh, the missing persons poster of Rose Tyler, which says she disappeared on 6 March 2005. Okay, there's a couple of good attention to detail scenarios in this episode. I'm going to forget them, but when I was watching, I was thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a recalls that later on in the... But unfortunately, I can't remember them off the top of my head now. All right, the Doctor, um, again, go bangs on about um, her being impossible and... Um, there's a shot of um, Alaska, isn't there? Comes up on the screen. I don't know. I don't know Alaska. Yeah, I was hoping you weren't going to attempt that appalling. Because <laughs> um, I was trying to do it. Um, yeah, I'll just to pause the screen, see if it stays paused. So it's a picture of Clara when she was uh, a bit uh, George and Victoria, and then it says Alaska. Maybe that's a hint to the next episode. Lots of pictures, alleged pictures of Clara's life. And the next scene, she's sat on the stairs at the house we've seen before, holding and cutting her book of 101 places to see, none of which she's going to see if she's going uh, to another planet. And then um, the Doctor takes her to a place where he, she can see all these sort of rocks and stuff. When, when they come out, and he goes, you feel that sun on your eyelids? I'm like, it's not very bright. <laughs> really, yeah. I was saying, Do you feel the sun? It's an alien sun on your eyelids. I'm like, but it's dark. <laughs> and, and also, they sometimes refer to it as a planet. Yeah. 
Anyway, so the doctor um, gushes about this place, about its history and its its myths, and this obviously the sun. People who believe the pyramid, and then they go, yeah. and they go into this sort of um, markety type place, which quite, looks quite similar to the a slightly messier version of the, the marketplace in that um, the first sort of time that Amy travels in the TARDIS. Now the, the what, whale, the turn space left whale. Space, oh, a bit of that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Zar type, type thing, yeah. yeah. Also, the <laughs> elements Master, of Star Wars. Master. Yes, what? Yes. Oh, no, well, one, one, of the, one of the creatures is uh, uh, one of the pieces of armor used for the necromongers in the 2004 film The Chronicles of Riddick later went on to be used in uh, this episode. The armor for the chest, arms, shoulders, and legs seems to have been utilized, although the helmet was not. I can send you a link. I can send you a picture. Um, yes, you could. That's right, but I'd rather you didn't. Right then. And, um, and, yeah, sorry, and, Mary. Uh, right off, I have a question. Uh, what happened to the TARDIS translation circuit? Because we should be able to understand what everybody's saying, and the doctor should not have to, you know, bark or make funny noises. I have an answer. Yeah, science fiction it's fantasy your, TV program, and also it's a science fiction fantasy TV program. That's exactly what I was going to say. Science fiction fantasy comedy TV. Show. If so, as they could have a bit of a laugh, Mary. Yeah, I know, but uh, that was all I could think about. Is where's the there TARDIS? are some languages though that are, are too ancient for the TARDIS to to be able to translate that apparently. Now, apparently, somewhere in these scenes is a ice warrior out of its um, armor, although. I only read that today, so I haven't had a chance to find it. Okay. So anyway, we see all these um, sort of um, different aliens and stuff. And Clara's not seeing all this. Before. No, Cl- Clara is the alien. Oh, oh, oh shut up. Anyway, so it's <laughs> very exciting and stuff. Uh, so I'm skipping forward uh, while the Doctor sort of shows off and does a very sort of Tenth Doctor thing, show, showing all these aliens to her. I mean, uh, not aliens, um, different species and whatnot to her. Better. What? I said that's better. And then she bumps into a little girl uh, who's um, quite mysterious, and then rather inappropriately follows her around. Um, <laughs> um, we could so say, you, you that, could say it's safeguarding, you know, a little girl running away from something, better go and make sure that she's okay. I don't know. What would you think, Deb? Do you think she, there was a, would you do that if you saw a little girl on her own running away from a man like I a probably bit? would, so, actually. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you and I'm with Clara. Safeguarding. Yeah, I, I would have, but I also was like, you know, you're on an alien world. Are you yeah. really sure you want to start chasing after a local? Yeah. How do you know uh, she was local, though? Because everybody else... Got, yeah, but no. as well for that child's in distress. Yeah, I need but, to help that child. Yeah, yeah but, but um, how do you know she was local? Because every, every other person that Clara's seen um, has not looked as human as, as she was. Do you, do you sort of technically assume that you're in a new place and there's people running about that they kind of live there? Did, you, did anyone notice the little um, sort of uh, James Bond um, reference? There was, there was a shot yeah. while um, Clara was again looking for the little girl. There's a shot through a like a, a, a an air duct tube at Clara, 
and she turns her head around to the camera and it's a you can imagine the the, the bond music playing a oh i'll have to take a picture of it where's my phone i'll take a picture of it and here we go you can do the pictures but i'm forbidden no you can't i whose show is this anyway <laughs> Beauty dish. That's good. Sorry, somebody's trying to send me some photographic gear. Bear with it. Uh, what's this thing? It's the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. This is podcasting at its highest, highest end. And I should place, and I shall done, and I shall post it. Yeah. And then anybody, you can just write underneath that, Kirby. The, um, just imagine the James Bond music. Anyway, so here you go. I'm going to move forward now. So. Um, there is a point in which uh, that she does allow Clara to have a chat with her. Uh, for some reasons, one minute she's scared and running away, the next minute she's nice and friendly. And she's being followed by these sort of uh, roboty. I suppose look quite roboty, but they're probably just people with um, some sort of breathing apparatus on their heads, wet with black suits. One of them is a uh, friend of the show, the the chief Cyberman guy. whose name I forget. That'd be Mickey Lewis. He's coming to Fantasy Con. Uh, no. Oh. no. Well, Mickey, Mickey Lewis plays the uh, chief Cyberman guy. Or is the chief Cyberman guy at uh, BBC World and uh, other things. Moving on. You're thinking of John Davy, who's one of his understudies. one of his understudies. Anyway. Uh, meanwhile, they're, they're, um, the, Clara's helping or trying to help the um, the little girl. Um, was it Mary? Is it not Mary? That's another character. What was it? What was it? Ma- Mary. 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 Yeah. Mary. Mary. Not not Mary. But Mary. 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 <laughs> anyway, that little girl. Like a Merry Christmas. Oh, yes. Mary. And I was just quoting uh, Star Trek: The Original Series. But Mary. Well, we did forget to say about the Doctor referencing the last time he'd been there was with his granddaughter. Drop that one in before Kirby got upset. So there's a few little cutback scenes. To, um, uh, why do you think uh, Clara couldn't get in the TARDIS? Because TARDIS doesn't like her. Because TARDIS it, doesn't like her. Because it happened later on. You'll find mm-hmm. out why the TARDIS doesn't like her. There's time and space elements to her. She will not go in. I think it's because she doesn't uh, have a key. There's a bit of that too. Anyway, uh, so. Uh, Clara and uh, Mary uh, have a little chat, and Clara reminisces about her beautiful mummy, etc., etc. And they have a cuddle. It's very sweet. And then um, she's taken away by a couple of creepy blokes in red, um, what do you call them, hoods? And um, the doctor um, starts eating some shiny blue fruit, um, and then they start doing some weird songs. They go into a little arena. And love the music in this. Um, the, the Mary is a bit nervous about because she doesn't know whether she can sing this song correctly, uh, but she tries and makes a mess of it. And um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful singing. No, she, it's not her fault. She did not make a mess of it. Well, I'm saying she made a mess of it. Who's in charge, Kirby? Uh, the doctor. No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So, <laughs> essentially, she makes a mess of it, uh, and which kicks off a, a, a load of things happening. Uh, so, she gets sort of dragged away uh, across this sort of, sort of spacey, gappy thing, and the Doctor says about it. She never runs away. Never runs away. It always helps people, etc., etc. 
And, By one of those Ronnie spheres, but she doesn't hit a rock. And then this little scene uh, reminds me a bit of uh, uh, one of my favourite episodes, uh, Pirate Planet, when uh, they, they borrow a lot of, like a space car thingy. Uh, and this time they... they yes. He, did he give, give him jelly babies uh, by way of uh, payment? In the pirate planet, he says they're jelly babies, but they're actually uh, also. I know, but this isn't pirate planet. I'm saying, never mind. <laughs> you brought it up. Yes, but it reminded me that the little space car thing. It reminded me of the pirate planet space car. Anyway, uh, so the Doctor and Clara um, end up on this sort of like temple type place uh, where um, they're singing a lot. Pyramid of something or other. And inside this temple, <laughs> the Doctor's trying to rescue Mary. Um, with his uh, magic, uh, sorry, sonic screwdriver that's able to keep the yes. door up. But Mary doesn't want to come because she's got a job to do. And she they should shut up because it might wake up the, the god-type creature, which uh, the Doctor discovers to his rather um, his extreme embarrassment, that it's not the actual god creature, it's his little sort of timekeeper. And uh, Alarm clock. I said timekeeper, that's good enough, Kirby. Mary, can you have a word with him? <laughs> perfect perfect oh dear great um, acting by the person in the in the weird sort of um, alarm clocks costume thing he's like ah. has nice very nice teeth ah. um, Clara meanwhile is, is sort of slightly trapped by this sort of purple haze wasn't that a song by somebody like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jimi Hendrix or something like that um, purple haze, purple haze. Well, that's a different song. Else. That's Prince, isn't it? Similar sort of stuff. Similar clothing. Anyway, so um, yeah, they're in a bit of a pickle, and uh, the, the doctor sort of. No, they're uh, in a bit of a pyramid. The, the, the doctor discovers this <laughs> this sort of creature type thing, like stories and memories and everything like that, and feeds off that. So he decides. Uh, I'm moving this forward a bit, but he decides that he's going to save everybody by giving or overfeeding this monster with his own memories and experiences and whatnot and um the initial uh, as does uh on all, his intonation is very much like his uh, uh pandorica opens uh big bang speech yeah well, that's just that's just the doctor isn't he? he does a lot of that yes but anyway so while he's doing this thing he's like you say, he's doing this big speech, and I love the 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 man in the moon face on this sort of sun thing with the the, 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 oh, yeah, the it. It's really quite cool. Um, yeah. and, he's so temperamental. Yes, and it's quite a good acting. I know you don't like Matt Smith, you lot, but the the scene, the, the tear runs I mean, down his face. I love Matt Smith. He's the tear, the tear runs. Shut up. The tear runs down his face as he's doing this this impassioned sort of speechy thing sure, but the doctor finds himself it, it doesn't quite do the job uh and uh so uh clara sort of runs in with a leaf Pull him up so much yeah, sure. just, uh, just a bit like uh, wafer thin mint isn't it yeah <laughs> See, she comes in with a wafer thin leaf <laughs> which is just a little bit too much for so anyway now that the, the scene so i'm just paraphrase not paraphrase just skipping back the scene where where she's a little girl in, in bed and her mum's sort of stroking her hair and allegedly she's going to be with her forever and stuff the little girl in that seems very familiar and i don't mean just because she's been in this episode i think i've seen her or something else i'd love to know what it was and now Kirby's going to look it up and find out she wasn't in anything else. Anyway, so uh, like I say, um, 
Clara gives the, the little monster the Waffer theme read, which is the reason why she's been cuddling this 101 uh, places to go book because the, the, the little Waffer theme mint that leaf sorry is squished within the pages of that book and it's just too much he's gonna blow and he does um did you not I think it was an idea yeah, yes did you not think though that the the scene where the doctor's sort of giving his experiences he looked like he was regenerating with all that orange or stuff coming out of him no okay i'll just keep that one to myself then anyway so yeah, uh, the, of the vigils, the, those three uh, characters who are one, one of them is John Davy. I'm sure it is. I didn't say it wasn't John Davy. I just said that John Davy. You're Davey correcting is, me about John Davy is Mickey Lewis's understudy. You said that he was the, he was the chief assignment and whatnot. It doesn't matter at the end of the day, does it? Debbie, tell him. It, it does. The end of the day. <laughs> Apparently, Mickey Lewis is the uh, the mummy. What, is John Davies mummy? God, that's a complicated no, story. No, uncredited cast, Millennium Alien, Mickey Lewis. Oh, I'm phone's ringing. Tell you how's that this time or not. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> Let's talk about yourselves for a minute. Hello? Uh, I think she might. Come on, let's see if she's in the bath or not. Let me say. Just talk about yourselves for a second. Maybe we should timestamp these things, because the listeners can't be interested in this. <laughs> You've been podcasting for ten years, you should be able to fill a gap. You can fill a gap, but I've just... <laughs> well, he used to actually edit these podcasts, now he just throws them out in fact. We could just ramble on about anything. I, I cannot find a credit for the little girl, sorry. Uh, but I know she's in Wolf Hall. She's, she's the older daughter in the first episode of Wolf Hall. Who is? Oh, I'll have a look. Who is? Oh, Who is? What are you on about? The young lady, the girl. Well, the girl in bed, the one I was talking about. No. Oh, you mean the one that was singing the song? Uh, we wanted to know about who was playing young Clara. Oh, oh that's, okay. yes. That's what I was looking at, yes. Anyway, right, so. Oh, sorry. Trapped wind. So anyway, they, so the Doctor returns Clara home, or as the Twelfth uh, Doctor will end up calling her, Clara. And, um, yeah. Calling her Clara until Clara. we start calling her Clara for some reason. Clara. No, the Twelfth Doctor calls her Clara. Hi. It's you. Yeah, I think, I think there's an ongoing dispute about that because Americans say Clara and Brits say Clara. No, um, uh, Brits say Clara if the person whose name is prefers to be called Clara. It's like Alicia. She's called Alicia. She likes to be called Alicia or Ali, but people sometimes call her Alicia. It's just what the person prefers their name to be. I, I, heard, I read it first as Alicia, well, and then cool. I heard it as Alicia, and I was like, well, it makes perfect sense, but I still can't quite say it properly. Oh, yes. Go and say it to her and upset her. That'd be funny. What? She's had the baby now. <laughs> I, will not do anything I will not do that to a lady that's just had a baby. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway, so does the doctor give Clara a key, uh, or does she... He gives her something in the TARDIS. It's the ring. Oh, Apparently the ring of Acker... Oh, the ring of Acker 11, that one. I thought the doctor gave her a key to the TARDIS, like, way back there. He did when she was the Clara Oswald who died in the ah, Victorian era. So she never had oh, so, okay. um, yeah. yeah, so she won't have it then. And therefore, um, the TARDIS says, no! 
So anyway, that's Isn't the end there of the a, episode. A big thing coming in the Twelfth Doctor's era where there's, the keys are destroyed and lava or something. So we'll find out because that's uh, on the journey that we're currently on, isn't it? Yeah. Somebody? Yes, right. Yeah. On the uh, live feed on uh, Facebook, uh, the massive two viewers. If it drops down to zero, I won't be doing it anymore. I'm telling that. Uh, Lily Robin says, uh, "Don't she says that for you? Saying this program's boring, Lillian. I'm starting to get a bit worried." And then Mary, uh, Mary put me to sleep. Oh, Mary. Mary. <laughs> uh, right then, so I'm going to show you what I think about this. Okay, so the Rings of Akka 11. I thought it was um, it was okay. I, I like the fact that uh, they, they've really gone down the fantasy sort of road with this, and they've stuck with it, and they've had a bit of fun, especially with all the costumes and uh, the, the aliens, and they've sort of paid homage, to, a little bit of homage to James Bond with that shot. I'm telling you, that is definitely a, a James Bond homage shot. And of course, with Star Wars, the way that if you if you look at any sort of scene in a Star Wars production that involves a marketplace, a, a bar and like that, you see this many different species of people within that. So I quite like that um, element of it. Um, I think uh, myself and Mr. M will agree that uh, uh, Jenna Coleman is hot uh, and she maintains that. And, and Matt Smith has never looked better as the Doctor in his current costume and his current way he plays the Doctor and everything. Um, the music in it is absolutely banging, absolutely perfect. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of the, the backdrop to a certain extent of uh, Christmas Carol, which was also banging really, really good. But, but considering this is like a bog standard you know, filler episode, amazing. I put so much into that beautiful um again the, the uh, graphics and stuff are really fab um actually i quite enjoyed it i know you lot hate doctor who and oh, oh clara's in it it's rubbish oh stephen moffat has something to do with it it's rubbish but i quite enjoyed this one what did you think of it then Dim. um uh, well we we've, what really is there to say because you won't have have us bash clara but you I'm can sorry. you can bash clara all you like you're wrong I'm going to bash Clara, but I'm not going to bash the Doctor. His acting was sublime. He's brilliant in this. He's absolutely storming the epic as the Doctor. However, we've firmly established in this episode, in the last episode, that this is now the Clara show. And she has to save the day, not the Doctor. And that's what becomes the problem with this. It's not the Doctor anymore. It is the Doctor needs helping. The Doctor needs saving. And it becomes too much of a trope throughout this whole but series. You don't know that yet. You need to look at it as if this is the first time. No, Kirby, I'm not going to be that pedantic. Thank you very much. I'm not going to deny the fact that I sat through all these already. Okay? I'm not going to make light or whimsy. I went into this watching it as, as if I'd never seen it before, you know, because it kind of went out of my brain anyway. And, um, yeah, there's the reason why. It was so... It was a really short story that should have been short. It was like a by the by. It wasn't a filler episode. It was. It was. It tried to make something big, but completely missed the point. And I don't know how else to explain how I felt about this episode. It really. It was like it was trying to make this grandiose gesture about the past, the present, the, the things you could miss, the thing, the things that might have been and how that is a powerful thing. But it just didn't seem to hit the mark in a 
getting that across really very well. It, it, it was it was one of the preachy episodes that you don't need to be preached about. You just want to follow the story, and you don't need to stop and talk about it all the time. And that's where we're heading with Doctor Who at the moment with this series. Unfortunately, is it's let's explain, but let's explain to the point where we have lost the the goal. And it, it, Doctor Who is is called Doctor Who, not the companion show. It's about him or her and their adventures through time and space. But because it's becomes companion-centric, it, we have more and more and more Earth stories coming. And we complain about that quite readily because we're always relieved when we get a, an alien episode and it's like, yeah, we're off, we're off terra firma, we were somewhere else. <laughs> and that is part of the problem with the writers. I don't know why they seem to think that we wanted... We wanted it to be about the companion. We want more of the magic wizard man in his box. We don't need to solve the riddle of the impossible girl. We've got I think to... it's Moffat's fault. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, it's just, I know where we're heading, and I think it's such a disservice to Matt Smith as the Doctor. Dickens. And the same, again, with Peter Capaldi. It's like, he, he came into his own when it was Bill and Nardle. Mm-hmm. You know, but the Clara show just, unfortunately, I think I think it just it just overpowers everything. This has to be about Clara and this <gasps> impossible thing because I'm going to try and shoehorn her into every Debbie, Doctor Debbie. Who story going. You Debbie, know, Debbie, Debbie, sorry to interrupt you because I have to interrupt you because otherwise I'll forget what I remembered. Yeah, no, there was a reference within the uh, this Clara thing within this episode, something to do with her mum, and the word Raven was in there. Yes. Uh, that's the thing I try to remember. Oh, really? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. something, something Raven, yeah. something rather. Yeah. He's foreshadowing since since the episode with with the snowman. Yeah, well, I'm saying that that's an interesting reference to Raven. There's foreshadowing, and then there's sort of shoehorning everything in. Mm. I mean, I'm looking forward to later interactions with like River Song and things like that. That's yeah. going. Yeah. There's there is nothing in the script. Yes, there about is. Raven except except for. Uh, Clara's mum's original name before she got married. That's, That's what I was referring to. It was that, Raven. yes. Yes, but it's that, interesting that, the word Raven is within that. Maybe she's related to Indiana Jones. <laughs> Normally, Kirby, if you picked up on that Raven reference, you've been singing and dancing and saying... No, I don't make the reference. I, don't, I do not agree. Well... Well, it's there, and it's uh, just an yeah. interesting thing. No. Sorry, Debbie. Well, I'm just going to leave it at that, because I seem to have just started a bickering, and I don't like... Nobody's bickering. Exactly. No, actually, right, so... Um, to, to, and, to and me. I have to say as well, yes. I didn't enjoy the music so much in this episode. You didn't? I think mainly because everyone's singing over it, but it was also... <laughs> the, the music was quite erratic for the storytelling. Oh, it's like, come on, let's just wait for everybody to sing. Okay. And it was like, well, surely like chase music and things like that. And it just didn't seem very interested in being uh, a, a music. Because normally you could watch an episode of Doctor Who without the, um, without the words and the music will tell the story. And we kind of lose that here as well, which is a shame. Well, I quite liked it. But... The Clara theme is just 
prevalent all the way uh, through Doctor Who for the next whole series. Anyway, so, right. Um, so you, series. you referenced the, um, the, 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 you know, this sort of thing, the splintered Scar- <laughs> Clara thing, um, which, yeah, I agree, it's a bit naff, the, the old thing. Well, uh, in some every, ways, like... Every, some... every splintering of Clara should die in some weird, horrible way. Or just united <laughs> into one, however. And he's got, against, he's got a race against... I don't, I don't <laughs> mind it that much, but I prefer it once it's all sorted out and Clara's just Clara and they carry on after that. Anyway, uh, right then, Kirby, what did you think? Uh, well, interesting. I, first of all, I was not on the episode 10 years ago. Ooh, we wasn't that it. nice, everyone? <laughs> well, I provided, I provided. <laughs> I did provide feedback. I, w- I was up in uh, New York State. Uh, the geek daughter was looking at universities to attend. And so, anyway, when I first saw this, I wasn't terribly impressed at all, and the geek daughter was is still not impressed by it to the point where I didn't even ask her the other night if she has, has watched it recently. Uh, my attitude towards it has changed quite a bit. It's it is not great Doctor Who. I'm not saying that, but I like it a whole lot better than I did, and I'm quite willing to ignore a lot of the, let's say, plot holes that it has, because it's a science fiction fantasy TV program. Uh, it, yeah, the, does this system end up with freezing to death because their sun is gone? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think they're, if they've got atmospheres around everything, they're going to be fine. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an emotional story and I like it and I love the, the singing I like the aliens I thought after watching it three or four or six times I get how it fits together and what the purpose was but that's another problem with this era is you got to watch it multiple times before you actually get it which is a problem particularly with Moffat uh so, first watching, meh, eight or nine watchings by now, it's it's better than average. Wait, Kirby, you do not have a life. <laughs> 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 of course not. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, on that note... Brace, your, brace yourselves, everyone. It's very... I'm braced. Okay, now starts the uh, episode. Oh, dear, she's um, in a grumpy uh, mood. She's in a grumpy oh mood. Oh, my God, I hate this story. I hate it from start to finish. It can um, be so much more. Yeah, I mean, and I am so on board with a lot of the things that Debbie had to say. This shows lazy writing. The things are strung out way too long. Yeah. Um, it, it could have been done in half the time. There's too many um, little conversations between characters. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, and long stretches of, yeah. of singing and, you know, repetition. I mean, we keep going back to the singing, you know, and it's like, we don't need it all the time. Um, and 
something else confused me besides the lack of a TARDIS translation circuit was when they're standing, you know, when they first arrive on that first, what, rock that is cir circling um, whatever the planet is. Um, I don't know if the planet, if, if, is the sun called Akaten? Good point. No, never really. I don't know what Akaten really is. It's, it's Akaten. Planet, I'm sorry. Old God in it. I don't know. But anyway, when we first land there, you know, and they step out of the TARDIS, and and they're and you know, he's showing her the beauty of it all, and she wants to know what is that like golden rock or whatever that is out there, and the doctor says, oh, that's you know, like that's the central, that's it, that's the temple, and she says, well, I want to go there. So then the next time the TARDIS doors open, I think we're there. But it turns out we're not there because we're on some other rock because all the singing is being aimed at that golden place that they were not. Um, they had to take some stupid scooter to get to that place. So, you know, so at first I thought we were there. Then it turns out we're not there. Um, you know, so I don't know. I think the, the writing is really bad on this. Um, and I, I, I think just as Moffat was knocked sideways by um, Matt Smith, you know, as a potential doctor, I think when Jenna Coleman um, auditioned for the companion role, he must have been knocked sideways by her. Because as Debbie well pointed out, he puts her front and center now from here on. The whole, every episode she's in, she's pretty front and center. Um, and basically turning her into, you know, we, we had Dr. Donna, and now we have Dr. Clara. <laughs> yeah. Because it seems like, like the doctor has suddenly become somewhat helpless. He's um, a helpless companion now, yeah. 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 Uh, not just that, though, but when the moment comes that he loses his sonic screwdriver and she wants him to give it up, he looks genuinely scared, like he can't do without his... his uh, sonic screwdriver it's like oh no you know it does important things for me and i'm thinking well yeah because you've turned into this wimp you need her and you need your sonic screwdriver to do everything what happened to the smart debonair you know wild and crazy doctor that we knew up to this point um but it's like he's become a shadow of himself uh in this episode anyway and i anticipate this is going to continue because i've mostly forgotten all the coming episodes um and and I know, it, you know, the, the large arc is going to be that Clara is, you know, the dominant figure. But, um, you know, I don't know story by story if, if he ever regains his strength and, um, I don't know, his his um, moxie, as we call it here in the States. Mojo. Uh, Mojo. Thank you. Mojo. Moxie works just as well. Oh, yeah. I know what you've <laughs> so, so, so there's very little about this episode that I appreciate at all. I'm confused by it. I think it is too boring and drawn out. It would have been a good short story, like Deb said, and the the it's the companion takeover. So, um, that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I still liked it, and uh, by the way, the, I agree with you about. Why is the doctor suddenly afraid of losing the Sonic when the TARDIS can just make another one so easily? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no sense. And like I said, he looked genuinely scared that that, that, that was going to be the price, was to give up his Sonic. And, and, uh, there's other things he could have given over, like the psychic paper or... Yeah, anything, yeah. So uh, uh, The yo-yo, which is probably in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, right, so um, there's a few issues going on with the internet-y thing. I've just sent, hopefully, sent Mary something over. It doesn't. Internet-y thing. Uh, I sent Mary something, but I don't know if she's got it because it didn't go ding or anything. Uh, did you get what I sent you, Mary? Um, let me look. Let me look. I don't think you did. I, I, I think... It's not lost yet. It's just it's doing these uh, circly things and not actually loading anything. So, um, yeah, so we're going to move on to the feedback section of the show. Um, I've got a funny feeling. Uh, what? No, I didn't get anything. Oh, okay. We're going to go on to the feedback section of the show. Uh, and hopefully while Kirby's going through the bits that he requested, uh, I'll, be, I'll be able to send something to either Debbie or Mary. Kirby, uh, okay. it's over so, to you. So last time, last time you had to uh, send something a second time, it didn't go through the first time. I'm going to try opening up Safari and see if it works. I've got a funny feeling Facebook doesn't work in Safari. You're willing to read these things, but you keep... <laughs> Get on with it, then. Well, uh, Andy says uh, double feedback... As for circumstances beyond my control, I could not do it last week. I am going to repeat what I always say, and I'm not going to read Ian's comments. Mm. Uh, Ding! <laughs> Got you, Mary. Uh, I pointed out that when Elias Wald was killed, uh, it was the autons. And Mr. Ian, sorry, bit busy today, so quick fire feedback. Neil X. Oh, Neil Cross. Okay. <laughs> That's what you meant by that. I like this story, but the plot is thin, much better than people give it credit for. Some good effects, though the blending of CGI slash matte paintings and live action is obvious. And Jenna Coleman is hot. Seven out of ten. And would you like me to read uh, Robert's feedback? Yeah, well, can, before you do Robert's feedback, you know Andy said um, double feedback for circumstances beyond my control. I could not do it last week. I haven't got anything this week either. I thought I was expecting to see a, a, a double, you know, like what they call it, a double bill. What, of, whatever's happened to Alan T. Butcher's feedback? He doesn't like us anymore. <laughs> I think it's because Ben's not on the show at the moment. He likes Ben's doing <laughs> Ben will be back eventually. He might do. I thought, well, I haven't, he hasn't asked, but he's too busy doing Farnborough commentaries, isn't he? He's not friends with us anymore. He's got new football friends. Uh, yeah, well, oh, yes, we're, are you still doing it, Kirby? That's all that we had on Facebook. Uh, Would you like me to read Robert's? Yes, please. Okay, Robert says, I'm going to have to give tonight a miss as I really need some sleep. I'm struggling. Sorry. Some feedback on the story, though. The Rings of Akatan. I remember not liking this when I first saw this 10 years ago. Guess what? Well, I haven't changed my mind, and really this is an example of Moffat steering the show towards being Clara Who and not Doctor Who. As it's Clara who comes up with the solution to sating grandfather, a ridiculous conclusion to whereby smiley face son implodes, don't get me started on the awful songs either. <laughs> no, I don't like this one. More overuse of the sonic screwdriver, too. Grr, I'm Mr. Grumpy Pants now. Give me back Doctor Who, please. No, I've responded to that. By saying, make with, up your mind, Robert. Didn't you ask what you said to him? Yes. Because yes. 
I, I was listening to 10 years ago where he says, I was going online and I saw all this negative stuff about it. I thought it must be really bad. But when I watched it, I didn't quite mind it, actually, to tell you the truth. Nah. Yeah, didn't quite mind it, actually, doesn't mean that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's called damning with faint praise. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and his, for the rest of what he said uh, 10 years ago, it was mostly the plot holes. Uh, yes, I'll get that. Right then, uh, Mary, I thought you had a ding. I presume that ding was... The fact oh, that, that ding was something else. No, um, I still did not receive whatever you're sending. You know what that means, don't you? <clears throat> it's a special moment for Terry and Linda Miles. They get me to read their feedback. It's the first time, probably for quite a while, it's been done properly. Here we go. <laughs> Clara's mum and dad meet because of a vicious attack by a leaf off a tree. Clara has a book with the offending leaf in it. Hmm, that might come in useful at a later date. <laughs> Clara, the childminder stroke nanny, can't resist helping a child in trouble. The look on Clara's face when the doctor drops that he has visited before with his granddaughter. Stand back, I'm armed with a screwdriver. Shame there was so much singing. It became boring after a while. Well, the audience of the program no. quite liked it. No stunt, singing in this one. No stunt cameos from famous people this week. Neither of us liked this one. Next up, <laughs> the Russians are coming, or are they the real enemy? Linda and Terry. There you go, that's how you're supposed to do it. Hey, good job. Okay. Oh, he's got some of this. It's the Game of Thrones reunion. Hey, I'm not doing a Game of Thrones reunion. No, lots of actors in it from Game of Thrones. Oh, that's right. Hello, 20 Megabyte Podcast. This is in Kirk. Hello, Ian. Yesterday, the 2nd of September, was the anniversary of the Great Fire of London. Ooh. I blame Peter Davison. <laughs> the Rings of Akaten by Neil Cross. Last week a zero gravity motorbike. This week a space moped. I like this a lot better this time round. The plot is not much, but the aliens are well done. They're inspired by the cantina scene from the first Star Wars film. I think Akaten is a planet like Saturn with rings, which is destroyed at the end. The 20 megabyte podcast last time we reviewed this was convinced that Akaten was a son. No. no. Clara had to lose her mother's ring in the rings of Akaten, but got it back. The TARDIS would not let Clara in, and it did not translate Dory in the barking alien for her, but it did translate Mary. Mary has the same name as one of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings, and it's about the same size. <laughs> Tennant will be back for the 60th anniversary, yes. but not Eccles. <laughs> there is a lot of singing in this one. Yes. Star Wars meets the Isle of Wight Festival. <laughs> Bye for now. Thank you, Ian. Well, that concludes the fact that I'm searching high and low in my email 
You, let's have a look in the spam. Let's see if it's in spam. Oh, I don't believe it. Because it's in the spam folder. What's he been doing? Why did he, why did he send it to my spam folder? It is spam. Family spam. Wonderful spam. Yes, indeed. It's Saturday afternoon. Quarter past four. Um, yeah. It's Ryan's morning. Watched uh, the Rings of Akitan also last week in the ironing and watched the Bells of John. But uh, for the reason I won't go into, I wasn't able to record it. So a quick one now. Bells of John, yeah, quite enjoyed it. It was quite a clever episode. Uh, with, uh, yeah, the, um, the spoon heads was different. I think the, the great intelligence didn't quite work this time. Um, it only set up for the episode before, so we were trying to deal with it, but it just it just didn't seem to click. It could, could be any, any random alien life force. The fact it was just thrown back to 1967 really was, was wasted, but perhaps that's the whole point of it. It meant that you know, so many news series didn't have to know about the, the crown episode, and therefore it didn't want to be relevant. That's hardly support myself. However, um, it was quite clever, I think, the way it was uh, they're trying to steal people and put them online and yeah very very apt for what you know what goes on now you think with um social media and what do you call it x and all these other different things we have plugged in platforms and ai coming in you know so watching it now thought you know somebody there was actually thinking probably what 12 years ahead of their time and see what happened now and it's, it's quite in a way quite a scary beginning isn't it when you see these people trapped and of course, the you know, tables get turned at the end of it. You see, Emily herself, her character being trapped in it as well. Um, the uh, Clara is really coming to Rome to character because she's she's one of the most independent characters. You know, she can take and lead the Doctor quite happily. The problem to to a certain degree, but they're working a team. But this is the, uh, certainly the first time we've had a single character who's able to do this. Say, Doctor, well, I'm off now, but tell you what, pop back and wait, Simon, we'll we'll go out again together, won't we? Yeah, the girlfriend like that once. Oh, nice. Anyway, enough of my uh, domestic woes. Um, some clever bits. I mean, a lot of it obviously filmed around where I work. Well, work when I can get into work, obviously can't at the moment. And also where I run. And let's not go into that, please. Um, so actually a lot of places I do know. And of course, I have taken Dora the Shards, and that's what she said, Mrs. Um, so actually, again, it's places I do know. So it's something like that that brings it home when it's, it's filmed in an area that you know really, really well. That you can, I think you can relate to it more. Uh, the, the bit at the end, though, when seeing the reverts to being her own character, and you may actually find out who she was, a little girl. Now, given the, the character at the time would have been about probably the 70s, and she revert to someone, I guess, probably about someone again was age, about eight, you know, just 60 years ago. So we're talking somebody... It's scary that you think you think 60 years ago is the age ago, yet 60 years ago is only in the 60s, you know, when I was born nearly. It's, so actually it's not that long ago, but still it's going to be somebody reverting to, obviously her parents will be long dead, won't have any family left, won't know her, and how she's going to get a cope, you know, and the world has changed so much in 60 years. But I think the other characters as well, you know, the guy who, he comes between the toilets. And they're all looking totally baffled, totally confused. And again, they've been taken over by social media, which shows perhaps the dangers of it. It's perhaps all should come off it. And, you know, I think perhaps um, Master, you should shut down the the 20 megabyte Doctor Facebook, which you can join, but actually you can't, because you already remember. So I think you want to change the side again anyway. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I quite enjoyed it. Then it came to the Rings of Akatan, and this is one that 
Oh, dear. It's a half and half. Half it is very, very good. The beginning, I thought, was really clever. You know, you, you get to see the flowers background, you see it growing up, turning to chart. You get to the leaves, of course. Nobody really understands the, the, the significance of that leaves until Clara finally leaves us. Uh, again, I think this is kind of it's sowing seeds for what's going to happen in the future. We haven't just it's been wasted. I was going to glass of wine in the right hand as well, should I tell you that? So, but, and then also some really stirring speech to the doctor when he's trying to reject the alien parasites. And it's, you know, I think Matt Smith did this really, really well, where he was, despite being so young, was able to really impel gravitas into it. Uh, the concept of an alien parasite, yeah, I mean, how many times have you seen that? But uh, it just didn't work. I mean, the singing was okay. I think we'll give them credit. They're trying to do something different. They were trying to go away from the, the traditional story. So, give them credit to think about something different. It just unfortunately it didn't work. We didn't at the time. We didn't like it. I don't need a good reception. It's a shame because there were some good bits in there. I think that again, Clara came to her and again as you know an independent character. And I think the bit in the market. You know, that's a throwback, you know, between Star Wars and things like that I've done it before. But they do it so well in introducing random characters. And a bit of light relief, a bit of comedy, you know, the way he talks to them. You know, flying the moped out. Doc says, we don't walk away. Again, it's emphasising the the spirit of the Doctor. And also, Clara Balls into it fades away. And then she went home, an interesting thing she said. It, the house looks different. Never would explain, you know. I, I, I honestly can't remember. Did, did that ever get referred to again? I mean, no doubt Kirby's, you know, being the, the knowledge founder or knowledge of wisdom probably knows exactly what it means and probably is telling me and shouting me right now, so thank you for that, doing that, Kirby. But Kirby? I, I don't understand why so much better. <laughs> anyway, um, I will now wait for my good lady wife to come out and she can take me out. So unfortunately, I can't drive them, I can't run, I can't walk. I need to say, it was about this morning. So I've done over 12,000 steps, I haven't done the ironing. But I've still got five weeks before we can start thinking about running. But well, we could have been in Spain right now. But until next week, folks, I'll be seeing you. Uh, right then. So, um, uh, so when you talked about you know the, the 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 speech that Matt Smith did, I forgot to mention about the spitting, which reminded me, of course, of Rassilon in uh, in another production of Doctor Who. And Kirby, he was talking about apparently Clara said uh, the house looks different when, when she went back to the house. Um, that may be a reference that was brought in later on. I know, I'm pretty sure the kids are in another episode. Are they not? Or are they not? Yes, they yeah. are. Um, yeah, I think they're aren't they, they the same kids who end up uh, with uh, the the super weird Cybermen and uh, no, they're the, not. The next game in episode. Don't think they are, are they? Or are they? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. So that was Andy Nunny, everybody. I'm just checking through my. Yeah, Brandon Steele. That is the world. That's the one where he, his face goes all funny, and there's a special uh, Funko Pop that. It's really difficult to get a hold of of him from that episode. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, that's, that's it, then, isn't it, as far as feedback goes? That is it. Unless you've got anything to send me, because I've got no, nothing. No, I, I was trying to send you that, Those are the same two kids. They're the Maitland kids from uh, oh. Nightmare and Silver. Thank you, Kirby. Yeah, sorry, Debbie. I couldn't, uh, because of the internet issues, I couldn't send you what I wanted to send you, so I'm sorry. 
Okay, fine. Right, so that moves us on to the next segment of the show. I did a big feature on the the uh, sponsors last week, which means I don't have to do a big feature on the sponsors this week. You mean who won that code at UK? Yes, we mentioned what. Do you not have you listen to the show at the beginning of every episode? Oh, God, okay, I'll, show you, I'll show you, Kirby, what we have at the beginning of no, every master, episode. Master, I, I am contractually obligated to say... Who won that code at UK? No, you're not. That's never been the case. It's something you made up, and we've just run with it for 13 years. <laughs> you took years. it upon yourself to say it every yeah. episode. We agreed with you. But this you is know. what has happened at the beginning of every show, and this is, after all, that, well, sorry, 678, no, This has never been played in the middle of the episode before. So played in the middle of the And that's the first time I've not said hello. Oh, I did say it. Damn. Um, <laughs> Master, Master, oh, God, Master. Yeah. I do, I do hear it every week because mm. I go back and listen to the previous time we discussed yeah. each of these, as I did just this morning. You wish to listen to the whole episode, do you? Yes, I did. I listened to the whole sort episode. Sort of dedication I expect from a co-host of this show. Excuse me. That's the sort of dedication I expect from a co-host on this show. Thank you, sir. May I have another? another and, and to repeat myself, Kirby, you really don't have a life. <laughs> I, was, I was moving uh, wood chips this morning, and I had an earphone in. I was just listening. But uh, it also yeah. let me go and update the spreadsheet because Matthew won the quiz. We didn't have a quiz, mate. That was... Oh, dear. He had a quiz... Oh dear. Well, you talk about then, not now. Right, sorry, I was just curious to see if we have any old um, titles that aren't Lavazi ones. No, we don't. How weird. I'm sure I, I did a, version, a title version of the thing without without the uh, Lavazi bit. It was just who won on it. I've got slightly distracted, haven't I? Because we were going to move on. Yeah. We were going to move on to Doctor Who. We segwayed off somewhere. I've seen lots of this, um, little um, teasers. No, probably moped it off someplace. Anyway, because Andy wants to get rid of social media, doesn't it? Which means we probably wouldn't have a show, to be fair, because I sort of rely on social media for for publication of the podcast. Of course, then I'd ha- I could stop doing it then, couldn't I? So maybe he's right. I know. Right then. If you stop yeah. doing it, I'd bloody take over. Beg your pardon. Anyway, so right. Uh, nothing. <laughs> Doctor Who news. Nothing. There's new Doctor Who products from Lavazi that we spoke about last week. Did you see any of those, Debbie? Because you weren't on last week. No, you weren't on last week, were you, Debbie? There's all sorts of... Uh... No, I wasn't, but I catch up with the news. Yeah, but did you see all the lovely new um, Doctor Who bags that Lavazi have got? Yes, yes, yes. yes. You might find them exciting. Okay, right. I've so been that... desperately waiting for them to release them. They're brilliant. Right, so what I watched this week, and the dog is crying because Owen's going and he wants to say goodbye to him. But he's sure, like, the dog is crying. I've never heard that one. He's going to go. He's coming through this way anyway, Odie. So. Did anybody see my uh, my inbred TikTok? I know it's a bit rip off of someone else's joke, but it works particularly well with Odie. Right, what well, I watched this week. So, lots of cricket, because it's the end of the 100, and that was really, really exciting. Um, I've been trying to... What did we watch? Was, uh, me and Deb watched something. 
I watched a film yesterday uh, called Greatest Day, which is a, a, a film version of a musical we went to about five years ago, uh, featuring the music to take that. Now, the embarrassing part of watching that film, which is quite a box standard musical, quite good in some ways, but the embarrassing part of it, because... I'm so familiar with the music of Take That because I'm a bit of a fan, yes. I will admit I'm a fan of Take That. I've been watching Take That live since 1994, which is the, the year in which this particular production is originally set before they move forward in time. But the embarrassing part is because the, they changed the context, the context of the, the lyrics and stuff within the film and the, the actual sub-story within the film... I actually found myself getting a bit of a the throat tightening up and tears welling up in my eyes. And that didn't happen when I watched the stage show, and it's essentially the same story. But uh, yeah, I, I found it quite disturbing that I got so emotional over a bog standard um, musical. But that's what I watched this week with my beautiful wife um, and some doctor who obviously contributed to do it for this. And I've been watching history stuff. Um, on, on YouTube because it's a hive of fantastic you know, history stuff that isn't available on um, what you call it? Yeah, your general TV channels and uh, I've just I've bought I tried to do it secretly uh, the 8th series of um, Finding My Roots I think it's called um, uh, which is a, a, a you're related to everybody just no, face it no I'll tell you what Kirby honestly I I was I all the stuff I've been put, I've been doing it for five years, putting little bits of information about world history in relation to my own uh, background. And um, since going on Find My Past, no offence, that, uh, uh, no offence, ancestry.co.uk, but Find My Past really do find it. My great great granddad, George Wigins, he was a real. What do I want to call it? But he liked being in the papers because he was in the, the Bath Chronicle, virtually the whole of Queen Victoria's reign. There's so much Love stuff. Back with it. Was what? he being really naughty? No, he was just suing everybody. Or people be suing him, and it, it, the whole court case has got a write-up of all the conversations they were having with the court case. And and his son. His skin didn't get too wrinkly from all the bath. And his son, I found, um, <laughs> who's my granduncle, um, he got into trouble because he, they got a servant in their house who was a 13-year-old girl, and the 15-year-old son, George, was caught in bed with her and doing all sorts of stuff. And and um, there was a court case around that, and because uh, apparently she was at uh, the age of consent at 13, he got off with it. Um, but there's loads of... I've only just, like, touched the surface of the water, and I thought I'd done it all, and I just, now I'm finding lots of other stories um, because I was searching George Charles Wigans when his... I just then I started searching George Wigans, and there's millions of stories, and there's lots of court cases and stuff. But I've got to write them down because I want to try and get them in a in a format that I can show my mum before she goes or loses the plot completely because she would be quite interested to read about her granddad, great granddad, sorry. That's very nice, yes. But I don't think I'm going to get it See, done. Yeah, I don't always time. make jokes. I just don't think I'm going to get it done in time. But the whole um, Victorian side of the family, you know, whether it be the, the ones at Windsor Castle or the ones in Bristol and Bath, 
it's all really fascinating to read the, the dialogue that they used within these court cases. I mean, the one I'm doing at the moment is 1860. Um, the different spellings of certain words and um, the way that the, the, the dialogue is punctuated is different. And it's, it's quite interesting. Um, but certain words, you know, journalistic words are, are being used as well that, you know, but yeah, sometimes that depends on the newspaper that's being uh, that's doing the reporting. For instance, well, when, I first <laughs> when I first became uh, an Anglophile, I started reading uh, various newspapers and magazines, and discovered that, and, and, and it made me very interested in alternate spellings and stuff. Mm. But I discovered that some newspapers there in Britain use uh, for for a place that people are locked up. Yeah. Uh, J A I L, just like American. Yeah, that's right. That's the. But, uh, but I would also see see it G A O L. Yeah, that's the old fashioned way. Spelling. Yeah, it's the old fashioned way of spelling it. That's isn't the it? original way of spelling it. Yes, yeah. but yeah. they were these were modern newspapers. Yes, they're both both still acceptable yeah, parlance. They are. Yeah, you yes, know what? I think do. I think what's happened there. I like the way that the Americans spell jail, but I think it's a phonetic. They, a lot of words, English words, that Americans have in in the American English dictionary. I think because of there was a period in time and not a lot of people, well, a lot less people were, were able to read and write. So, and they may not have had English dictionaries to hand, so they, they wrote the words down phonetically. That makes sense? And that's well, I, I, certain, like the, I like the G spelling. Oh, no, I like it's I prefer cool. the G spelling. It's cool. I like, no, it's more accurate. Jail, jail, jail. That's like Gale, goal spelt wrong, doesn't it? The, the other way. Yes. There. I've gone to Gale. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Dorothy what Gale. Uh, it's like um, lieutenant and lieutenant and, and little words that have just been slightly changed that are the well, same. Slightly changed, but I want to know where the TH is in lieutenant. It's, it's the same as um, the word <laughs> right. Where's the GH in right then? It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? I, I know what you're, you're, you're getting at there, um, young Mary, <laughs> but uh, it's because English is a weird language. English is a very weird language. Yeah, yeah I, I coached people for several years in, in, learn, in learning English, you know, because they were here in the States as immigrants and they wanted to better their English. And so many times, you know, they'd be looking at me, you know, with, with questions in their eyes when I would try to tell them, you know, like yeah. the various rules and the way we don't follow all the rules. And yeah. uh, it's, it's terrible. English is terrible. Just, is. You just pull out a little piece of paper. It says because. Well, the German English part. is the mongrel thug of all languages. The German is yes. quite a complicated yeah. language. It's got all sorts of weird rules and regulations in, reg in regards to enunciations and stuff like that. But uh, and, and that, that's and probably explains why English is the same, because English is a Germanic language. Right. right then, so um, the other things I've been watching are, I haven't finished the superpower of the DC story, I must get around to finishing that, but I liked it so much I didn't want to rush through it too quickly. Um, and what else? Oh, Tipping Point, my favourite quiz. Or should we actually call it Thicking Point? Uh, they're so thick on Tipping Point that they struggle to answer the first question, which is, what's your name? They are, oh, where's your precious button to make the the disc flop down so it doesn't go on top of the other discs because it's very difficult to work out when to press it. They have to be imbeciles to go on that show and that's why I can't get on it because obviously I'm quite clever. Um, anyway, that's what I've been watching this week. Debbie, what have you been watching? 
absolutely Monty Python, actually, this week. I went on a bit of a binge, and uh, any free moment I've had, it's been Python all the way. (laughs) It just seems to be that. uh, Did you you watch it in a comfy chair at all, Debbie? Comfy chair? Did you watch it in a Python in a comfy chair? No, I didn't watch it. You can't, that doesn't count then. You have to be in a comfy chair. That's right. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose I was sat down, but I wasn't in the comfiest of chairs. I was out in the garden most of the time. Um, and also I've watched, uh, we started One Piece today. That That's pretty damn funny. The new what? thing on... New, um, yeah, I'm curious about that. Should, should I watch the uh, original anime first? It would be handy, but I was just going into it as the live action and is loving it, so, you know, it's, yeah, it, 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 I read it first, then I saw the anime, and then, obviously, this, this, it looks great, it's fantastic, it really is, it's really funny, and, and just, they, they've caught it, they really have, so we started that, and, um, also very slowly watching, uh, season two of Shadow and Bone, because Isla's watching that with us, we tend to get really slow, on watching programs when Isla joins in, like Ahsoka, we're we're on episode three of Ahsoka, and um, yeah, that that's pretty damn good as well. I'm enjoying a bit of Star Wars, and uh, yeah, but pretty much yeah, just Python. <laughs> in regards to the Monty Python, season two is still my favourite. <laughs> yeah, in regards to the Monty Python um, thing. Were you expecting the Spanish Inquisition at all? Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects it. <laughs> I love them as the Spanish Inquisition. The bus ride to beat the credits is hilarious. The end of that. So, <laughs> yes. And you know that you know the, you know that 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 joke, the the, the killer joke, that um, they refer to. That's the in, killer joke. Yeah. I wrote that joke. Somebody somebody saw two words together and had to have a lie down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Genius. Uh, yes, okay. Um, we could go all night doing uh, Monty Python yeah, mentions. But, um, yeah, no, the, the series I find on, on the regards, before I move on from Monty Python, the most fascinating series, I think it's the last one, the one that John Cleese isn't in. It just looks a bit weird without him, but it's uh, it's got a certain charm. It's like a cross between... Um, uh, Rutland Weekend World and Monty Python because uh, the next series that came out was Eric Idle's Rutland uh, series which was still quite fab even without um, any other Pythons in it. Neil Innesman is it was in it though he's a sort of unofficial Python isn't he? Wasn't he? Sorry, he's dead now. And Dave, I'm sorry, Kirby, what did you uh, what did you watch this week? Hey, uh, well, for the past three days I've been watching everything I could see of Dragon Con stuff on YouTube. Uh, because, you know, I, I went to Dragon Dragon Con for one day last year and just didn't have time to deal with it this year. I will, I may go, I'm considering, I've warned my wife that I may go for several days next year. Mm-hmm. I just, it looks just so great. Uh, another thing I watched was, um, you may have seen me post about this on the Toy Magonite Doctor Who podcast Facebook Facebook group, which you can join. Uh, you know, I did a little moonlighting and was on Earth Station Who a couple of weeks ago, where we were discussing uh, Doctor Who Am I? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah and uh, during it, we were, someone brought up the documentary, The Seven Year Hitch, which was the story of how the Doctor Who 
movie was created in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I I looked for it, see, see if I could find it. Couldn't find it on YouTube. Couldn't find it online. Looked up where it was, and it's supposedly on the DVD of the Doctor Who movie. Mm-hmm. So I went to my shelf to see if I had the DVD of the Doctor Who movie, and no, I did not. <laughs> what I have is a... Um, VH, a copy on DVD of a VHS. So, no extras. So, I went out and priced how much Doctor Who movie would cost, and it's out of print. It's over $40. And I found that I could get a British Blu-ray from Walmart for $15. So, I took a chance. <laughs> yeah. Good old Walmart. I, I took a chance, ordered it, mm. thinking, oh, at the very least, I can figure out a way of ripping it. Mm-hmm. Did not need to rip it because it plays in my DVD player on my uh, on my desktop computer That's right. without a problem whatsoever. Good. So I watched the Seven Year Hitch, and then uh, I don't know if I mentioned last week that uh, Geek Daughter and I finished Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> you gotta laugh. No, no. What we decide, what we started to watch next, I put off almost a year. Andor. Oh, I love Andor. Finally watching Andor. We watched uh, episodes one through three on Friday, and I'm loving it. Uh, I had been reluctant because I'd heard people say it was boring and slow. It's great. It's cracking. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you like Rings of Akaten, so I'm not taking that recommendation. <laughs> I, I recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get her. She she kept telling me I needed to watch Andor because she's seen it already. And I was trying to say, well, we're just going to go on for Ahsoka. Uh, and she's reluctant to start that for some reason because she wants to binge it as much as possible. And it's coming out week by week by week. So... We decided, okay, and or. Good. That, that's well, pretty much it. Loki's I understand new... there's a bunch of stuff that's coming out. I know, Loki's coming out soon, isn't it? Yeah, Loki, I think Loki came out already. What? First yeah, time. Loki's out already. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we were yeah, I, I, I haven't seen that. I read that this morning <laughs> and it was out. Because you know, you've already got the YouTube channels, which are analyzing it and telling all the Easter eggs and everything. So, oh. so yeah, it's out somewhere. I hope it's, is, in a way, I hope it is out because that means that we're going to get spoiled in the, in the UK uh, if, uh, if it's out and everybody's seen it and we haven't. And it's on, because obviously it would be on uh, Disney Plus. Hmm. And, uh, oh, my oldest daughter said that the Netflix, I don't know if it's a series or a, movie because I refuse to watch it because the, the preview looked terrible. Uh, there's a Monkey King thing, a new uh, new animated something on Netflix, and she watched it and said it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Monkey! Monkey, yes. Although she did tell me she watches um, one of those Australian mermaid shows. Oh, yeah, my, my daughter loved I think, I think H- H2O. Or H2O, yeah. Yeah, H2O. Uh, and she said one of the main uh, mermen in that is played by the same actor who played Monkey in the um, more recent 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, she says it's, it's all weird. Apparently, um, uh, Quantum Leap is available on, on, on some platform somewhere in the UK. I haven't watched that either. And uh, somebody very kindly sent that through to me, and I forgot they'd done it. Uh, uh, isn't there a modern Quantum Leap as well? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Dean sent me the link to oh, that. Dean, that's it. Thank you, Dean. Yeah. Been busy. Sorry. Lovely, Dean. Anyway, that, that's what I've been watching. Um, before we move on to the highlight of the show, um, you know, I was saying about you, you, you always take Mick out of the family history thing. Like I said I've been writing stuff down for the last five years. Anyway, I, I was adding a few bits of info what I just collated recently into the pamphlet. And then I, I took a look at the word count. Uh, 113,450 words, which I've made me realise it's, it's a book, not a pamphlet. Um, well, and, and it's going to be have more added to it. So, yes. My mum has read the original, initial version without all the interesting stuff. There you go. Here we go. Highlight of the show. Mary. Oh. To me, your voice. Yeah, Mary, you finally get. Yes, this is the moment we've all been waiting <laughs> All of a sudden, his voice dropped, and I didn't know if that was. I didn't, want to, get in, I didn't want to get in your dulcet no, tones. I'm probably the most boring one to uh, to throw this too, because uh, right. I mean, I watch a lot of baseball. I'll be watching a game as soon as the, our recording is over, and um, I've been catching up on soaps. Um, yep, nice. and I did look up. Um, Emmerdale, because you told me that Louise Jameson is, is on it, and, and that she, I don't know if you said she looks like me, or if just her I hair looks like mine, but I have to disagree, I mean, her hair is white, oh my goodness, she's so mumsy looking in that, her hair looks like an old woman's hair, and I don't wear mine like that. When it was a Maybe bit shorter, she has white hair and her and her character's name is Mary. Ah, there we go. That was <laughs> what it was. And you go, oh, Mary. Yeah, yeah Mary, I know yes. Mary yeah. <laughs> with white hair. <laughs> and she has dulcet tones like yourself. That's the other. Uh, uh, yeah, she does. She does have dulcet tones. Um, I did catch a movie on Netflix um, that I really liked called The Big Short, um, and it's about the the big banking crash that happened in the um, early 2000s, um, kind of how it came about, and uh, because it affected the whole world, um, you know, and it, it features a lot of really good uh, players, so uh, and you think something about the banking industry would be kind of dull, but oh, the way they've got it going, it moves at a really good clip and, and very interesting, very good direction and good acting and all that. Um, outside of that, because I watch my uh, grandson so much, I, I'm catching up a lot on Bluey and <laughs> and something called Dougie, Dougie the Bear. <laughs> no, I don't get any of that. Uh, so, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. So uh, that's and other than that. I, I think I mentioned last week that in Big Finish, I was uh, listening to a newer release of The Third Doctor and um, Katie Manning coming back as as Joe Jones, you know, because she marries that uh, environmentalist, and it's it's actually a pretty good box set. I finally heard the the last story in it, and it's the best story in the, in the box set. Um, but and, and the funny thing is, is I've met Katie Manning. You know, she's been to the um, convention in Chicago several times, and you know, and I've had the, the opportunity to to be around her, and I find her. Uh, what um, 
hard to bear because she is so gushing. She's constantly waving her arms around. She's got scarves around her neck. And she just is that, that, that epitome of an image of, you know, the artistic lady, old lady, you know. It's like, oh, I, I hate, you know, when, when I end up sitting at a table near her because she just gushes over everybody. Um, but I'm telling you, in this box set, she is so good. She is riveting. Um, so, yeah, I, I can, uh, you know, degradate her as a, as, a, um, as a personality. But, oh, my goodness, as an actress, she really has not lost a thing. She's really, really good. So that's what I've listened to. That's what I've been watching. Oh, well, thank hey. you, Mary. Hey. <laughs> well, next week or well, next time, because you never know what happens in regards to me getting bookings. Next time, um, we'll be uh, reviewing a story called Cold War, I believe, Kirby. What? Okay. Never mind. Don't worry about. It. So, um, so are, are we are what? are we going to be next week or not? Why wouldn't we be? Have you, do you know something I don't? You, you made the comment that you, 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 yeah, you made the comment. No, I always say next time, just in case something crops up I'm unaware of. Like like Deb said today, um, you've got this and that and what not to do. You shouldn't be podcasting. She might say that again next week and actually. I won't be podcasting, so I have to take that into consideration. Give us enough warning when you If no. Deb suddenly turns around at our past six and says, you're not podcasting, <laughs> I'm not podcasting. <laughs> Symbols. Then that's the warning you get, Kirby. Yeah, yeah, well, then, you know, it's all your fault, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually my fault. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, at least you accept <laughs> that. I'm, I'm now, give you a... the next week on, on the 17th, I'm not sure... I'll be on or not because we haven't decided if we're going to Japan Fest on Saturday or Sunday. Okay, well, oh, I will be here. No, I, I should be here, so we'll be waving at you to, uh, over the over the um, the digital airwaves. Then uh, we'll probably go on Sunday because the crowd will be a little thinner, and we want to be there early enough to get some food. I'm just wondering if I'm going to be doing the show on the 22nd, the day after FancyCon. We've got the week off after that. I sure, do, maybe, I might maybe go on some sort of holiday. But, you know, do have a proper break of some variety would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, fancy gone. Right then, so there's been a few developments uh, before we go. Sorry, Mary. Hold on, Adam, hold on. Yes. We just got a notification, those of us that are going to go to the Chicago TARDIS this okay. year, that Carol Ann Ford is going to be there. Hey! Because I mean, she's like one of the original originals. Yeah, absolutely, that is a oh, wonderful guest. Well done. Yeah, um, I've so heard I I'm we, still we, hoping that she shows up in the 60th anniversary. We've she checked ourselves it. out for the weekend. You look like she off. is, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway, we checked ourselves out uh, for the weekend of the 11th and 12th of November because um, doing a couple of favours that weekend. And that just happens to be the weekend that Karen Gillan is attending London Film and Comic Con. So, gutted. Because mm. we missed out on oh. Oh, speaking of Dragon Con, I was looking at the list of uh, autograph sessions oh, yeah. and uh, and prices. Gosh, the, the prices are horrible. And, but I believe yesterday and today, Billy Piper was available for $77. William Piper? Went, I've had my picture taken with her at a, a very wide distance. And, and she's one of the cheaper ones. Wow, yeah, I've had my picture taken with Billy Piper. But it wasn't as far away as I was from her. <laughs> no, no, I was right next to her. 
Uh, right then, so Fantasy Con. Uh, right then, so um, a few developments uh, occurred since you've got last Bob. week. What? You've got Bob. So I said that last week. Um, okay. And the main well, development is that. The main development is that Red Funnel have actually um, uh, woken up and uh, have confirmed that they're, they're going to help us out with certain aspects of the event, which is going to save us a packet. Um, the first thing they've done, which has been particularly productive, is put our video on their ferries. Yes, good, lovely red funnel. Put the video on the ferries, and guess what's been happening since they've done that? Tickets have been selling. Oh, it's ridiculous. Tickets have been selling, apart from the fact that uh, I went round the Isle of Wight uh, fly posting at bus stops as well. That seems to have had an effect on ticket sales as well. Um, so, yeah, things are happening in regards to... People knowing about the event and uh, stuff like that. Um, the we've got lots of obviously yeah, what they call it activities going on with the retro gaming. Uh, we've got VR now because we bought one, so it's going to be attached to my PlayStation. I'm just trying to find a suitable game uh, that we can have for people to play on, on, at the event. Um, like you say, uh, did you see the Gabriel based video? How charming! She's the only one that's actually done a video this year. Uh, and I, I was quite uh, pleased that she mentioned Bob. that uh, she's best known as playing Bob and a few other characters. Yes. Um, so that's really Do you want me to suggest a, uh, a VR game? A VR, PlayStation 4 VR, yes, please. Yes, that's what I want. Oh, yeah, I believe it's available there. Uh, Walkabout Mini Golf, it's fantastic. Oh, okay. Uh, so I did consider that. And there's another one, uh, something Bots, that seems to be quite proper, something Bots. I can't remember what's going anyway. Anyway, I'll go, come back to that one. But uh, yeah, looking, I wanted to play, was a play the Sabre game, um, but it's not available apparently unless it's a download on the PlayStation. I don't know. Somebody's moving stuff around outside my door. Um, yeah, everyone loves walking about mini golf, and you can, okay. you can project that out there so that people can can I see it. It's, I'll bear it's a it lot of fun and I'll, it's easy I'll, to to pick up. I'll discuss it with Mick, who's our um, retro and uh, current gaming expert. Uh, he's a professional. And if, if you look out on my Instagram, you'll find a lot of videos that I have posted of my getting holes in one and doing other things, like riding a boat around the uh, supervillain island in the most recent game that they put out. Okay. I'll bear in mind. Thanks, Kirby. You'll have to maybe send uh, send that through to me, so otherwise I don't. So I may forget. Um... What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so there's another white radio, radio thing coming up. There's adverts all around the Isle of Wight. And uh, we've got some fab guests. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm not feeling as negative about the, the, the prospects as I was this time last week, simply because of oh, red funnels. Simply because of red funnels, um, you know, help, basically. So, yeah, uh, but I need to get lots of work out of the way so as I can... Yeah, concentrate on on fantasy cons uh, final stages of organization but it's happening so next time uh, cold war um with uh, a legend uh, david warner who interestingly isn't in the in the sort of you know, little preview they did at the end of the episode um maybe on purpose of the note but legend in a Doctor Who episode. So, uh, so until then, uh, thank you for listening, taking part. Please provide feedback, and probably watch the live feed on Facebook because there's no point me really doing it just for two people, is it? Because it takes time for me to set all this there is. up. No, there isn't. So until then, goodbye. Fancy pants. Yeah.
The 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production, sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended. The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music. Licence reference LE 0030512.